Hello, this is Joe Whalen, a fellow watermarker, and today we are reading Matthew 21, 1 through 17. The Triumphal Entry When they neared Jerusalem, having arrived at Bethphage on Mount Olives, Jesus sent two disciples with these instructions. Go over to the village across from you. You'll find a donkey tethered there, her colt with her. Untie her and bring them to me. If anyone asks what you're doing, say, the master needs them and he will send them with you. This is the full story of what was sketched earlier by the prophet. Tell Zion's daughter, Look, your king's on his way, poised and ready, mounted on a donkey, on a colt, fowl of a pack animal. The disciples went and did exactly what Jesus told them to do. They led the donkey and colt out, laid some of their clothes on them, and Jesus mounted. Nearly all the people in the crowd threw their garments down on the road, giving him a royal welcome. Others cut branches from the trees and threw them down as a welcome mat. Crowds went ahead and crowds followed, all of them calling out, Hosanna to David's son. Blessed is he who comes in God's name. Hosanna in highest heaven. As he made his entrance into Jerusalem, the whole city was shaken. Unnerved, people were asking, what's going on here? Who is this? The parade crowd answered, this is the prophet Jesus, the one from Nazareth in Galilee. Jesus went straight to the temple and threw out everyone who had set up shop, buying and selling. He kicked over the tables of loan sharks and the stalls of dove merchants, and he quoted this text. My house was designated a house of prayer. You have made it a hangout for thieves. Now there was room for the blind and crippled to get in. They came to Jesus and he healed them. And when the religious leaders saw the outrageous things he was doing and heard all the children running and shouting through the temple, Hosanna to David's son. They were up in arms and took him to task. Do you hear what these children are saying? Jesus said, yes, I hear them. And haven't you read in God's word from the mouths of children and babies, I'll furnish a place of praise? Fed up, Jesus turned on his heel and left the city for Bethany, where he spent the night. So it's... This is the beginning of the triumphal uh, entry, Passion Week. Um, it's traditionally the, the week uh, before Easter. And really the final week of Jesus's ministry here on earth. What I find, there's a number of things that I find um, personally inspiring and encouraging in this, in this passage, uh, kind of starting in the beginning Um, Jesus throughout this passage refers back to the Old Testament where he clearly shows, you know, over and over again that he really is, he's the Messiah, uh, he's the king, um, but he's not a king, he's not a leader in the way that the world at the time, the Romans, uh, expected him to be. Uh, He was a a prince of peace, he was a, a king of peace. And I love his, you know, the humility to ride in on a donkey. Um, I think Jesus over and over again, and especially today, uh, he surprises us. He surprises me when we really look at what, you know, all of our expectations in the world of what a leader should be or should look like. Uh, Jesus seems to just bash against those expectations 
Um, and as uh, someone who leads an organization called Fresh Coast Alliance, I I find it encouraging because I over and over again am drawn towards you know worldly principles and you know the things that business leaders should do and you know kind of the the traditional way that people should lead in in the world, um, but but Jesus. Uh, bucks most of those expectations, and he leads from a place of humility. He leads from a place of uh, anti-establishment, of uh, advocating for uh, the poor and the crippled and the lame and those who um, might not be able to do, uh, aren't able to give back. Um, And throughout this passage, I love how you know, when you, when you look at the children, um, at, you know, at that time, children had little value, uh, little to no value in society. And they were the ones proclaiming that he is the Lord. He is the Savior. He is the Messiah. Um, and thinking about my own kids, I have four little kids and kind of that, that out of the mouth of, of babes, um, amazing truth can come and often surprise uh, us who are a bit older. Um but I just, I love, and even when I get frustrated with my own kids, uh, just being reminded that they truly are uh, precious. And um, they sometimes have uh, insight that can, that can blow me away uh, when it comes to God and his truths. And they're not afraid to ask uh, ridiculous questions or what we would consider ridiculous questions or say ridiculous things uh, or make things awkward. <laughs> and... Uh, but I, I love how the kids in this passage, um, they, are, they are highlighted as the ones who are uh, proclaiming who Jesus uh, really is. Um, another thing I find encouraging, because I've, I've heard over the years that, um, you know, as Christians, we shouldn't use humor or sarcasm or, you know, jokes or make fun of, of people, um, which, you know, generally is, is a good thing. Um, but I, there's, I think, Jesus uses humor here um, because towards the end of the passage, um, he talks about how uh, when the religious leaders were frustrated about what the kids were saying, he said, well, don't you know, you know, that I am uh, these things. Then he quotes the old passage or the Old Testament passage, um, but almost, almost poking at them of, you know, you guys are the you're the leaders, you're the experts, you're the, you know, the creme de la creme. And, uh, how do you not, how do you not know these things, <laughs> which I, I can imagine just infuriated them. Um, and, and I, I, you know, I, I just, I love how I think of that, that picture of the, the laughing Jesus from years ago. Um, but just being reminded that, you know, Jesus is, uh, fully human in the, in the entire human experience. And, um, that even he can find, uh, laughter and, and, um, use humor uh, in a way to make a point. And, um, I identify with that cause I tend to poke at people and be sarcastic. And I, you know, I work in a, in a difficult space in prisoner reentry and addiction recovery and learn that we have to laugh fairly often in order to not, you know, just, cry every day, but to find joy and to find humor. And 
um, wherever we can find it. Um, one of the one of the last things I wanted to share in terms of how God is speaking to me through this passage. Um, I I love the portion where you know Jesus comes in, he cleanses the temple, he gets rid of all the charlatans, the um, the ones who were using the temple as a um, a place to make money. They were cheating people. They were corrupt. But after he made, after he cleared it, that's when he had space to be able to heal the blind and to heal the crippled. And, you know, he, he literally went in and made space for, uh, people who were not fully welcome in the temple, in the religious space. And I I know for me, and I, I really think that we as the church, and, and, and those who are considering, uh, you know, Jesus um, and, and what he is all about, I don't know if there's any more of a beautiful way to show what he is all about. Um, he, and, and even in my, my, own, uh, my own life, my own journey, uh, years ago, I decided that I was always going to be for and trying to make space for people that uh, society and some churches wouldn't make space for, those with criminal records, those with addictions, those with mental health issues or, or disabilities or um, uh, the homeless. And I just I was reminded again about how much emphasis Jesus put on we have to work hard. I have to work hard to make space for those on the margins, whether it's the prisoner, the widow, the orphan, the poor, um, those in, in, in foster care, um, those in uh, traumatic or abusive situations. Um, that, is, that is what we are called to do with our lives. That's what I'm called to do with my life. And, um, and there's, I think there's no greater privilege than being able to partner with God in that way. Um, one of the things I love about Watermark is their emphasis on taking care of, of, of foster kids, of promoting foster care and adoption and all the supports that go into place to support the families who do that. Um, and and I, I don't think we can go, I don't think we can ever go wrong in our walk, in our faith by uh, making room for those who, the world doesn't want. Father, we thank you for um, your word. We thank you for the incredible example that Jesus was 2,000 years ago, that he still is today. We ask that you would open our eyes and our hearts to those around us who need need help, who need uh, space to be made for uh, in our in our and in your sacred spaces. We thank you that you are working all around us. We pray that you will continue to show us uh, where you are at work, how we can join you. And we thank you for the the passion week. Um, and the way that Jesus literally just turned humanity and the world upside down for our betterment. May we 
know you and follow Jesus and his example uh, better and better. In Jesus' name, amen.